We're going to talk about the quote that I'll usually always say. We're going to talk about this quote here, which says you can't spell there without here. But before I do, go ahead and share this video. Let people know about this because we're going to really talk about some things that I believe is going to help us better uh, uh, manage the purposes of here so that we can ex excel in the purposes over there. But let me read this excerpt from my book and let's talk about this metaphor in great detail. The metaphor you can't spell there without here suggests that the word there is dependent on the existence of the word here. It means that there only exists as a concept or a word because of its relationship to the word here. Without here, there would have no meaning or purpose. Metaphorically, this phrase can be used to emphasize the importance of being present in the moment and in the current situation. It encourages individuals to focus on where they are and to appreciate the present rather than constantly looking to the future or dwelling on the past. It also highlights the idea that one's current circumstances are crucial for shaping their future outcomes and that being mindful and intentional in the present moment can lead to positive outcomes in the future. So we see that this 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 metaphor you can't spell there without here it is it, it is dense, it is full. So we have to understand that the purpose is here determines if we fulfill the purpose over there. The two there's that distracts us from being here is up there and back there. A lot of us are allowing the past, the things back there to hinder us from being present. Some of us are allowing what's up there, up the road in our life, keeping us from being present. But let me kind of break down this little uh, this little nugget here so that we can really see its ingredients. It says the metaphor you can't, you can't spell there without here suggests that the word there is dependent. So we see that the word there is dependent on the word here. There is no there if you have no here. What is your there? That's my question for this live. What's your there? Think about your there. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? 20 years you will be where? Will you be there? And based upon what you do here will determine if you will ever get there. There is an imaginary place and it could be a realistic place if we maximize here. I really want you to think about 20 years from now. 20 years from now, I'm going to be 57. 20 years from now, you may be 27. You may be 37. You may be 77. But at the end of the day, you got to say on this day that this day, which is made already, I got to make it meaningful. So many times we get so caught up in days that's already passed or days that are in our potential that we forget to maximize day. It also says that metaphorically, this phrase can be used to emphasize the importance of being present in the moment. I talk about in my book that your purpose is to be present. And when your presence is combined with the presence of God, then you have greater impact on those in your presence. And so when the more we are present, we'll begin to see how the days shape us. We'll talk about that a little bit more. It emphasizes the importance of being present in the moment and in the current situation. You have to sit in your situation. You have to feel your situation. You have to embrace your situation so your situation can then uh, shape you to be an impact in nations, right? It encourages individuals to focus on where they are and to appreciate the present rather than constantly looking to the future or dwelling on the past. So it encourages us to focus on where we are. Imagine me focusing so much on there that I neglect my wife and daughter here. Well, imagine me focusing so much on back there that I'm not able to push my family to the there that they want to be. And then who, how many of you are right now like, man, I'm not where I need to be because I'm stuck in places that I'm not at. 
Where are your feet present? Wherever your feet is present, be present there. It also highlights the idea that one's current circumstances, no matter how good or bad, are, here's the key word, crucial for shaping their future. Crucial. Don't, don't allow what is trying to crush you to have you overlook on how crucial it is. See, we're allowing things to crush us, but we forget how crucial the crushing is. Sometimes things that are crushing us is making us into diamonds. Something, some of the things that are crushing us are making us into olive oil. A lot of things that's crushing us is crucial in shaping us to be who we need to be. Right. So it also highlights the idea that one's current circumstances are crucial for shaping their future outcomes. Income determines outcome. You look at income differently. Income, what I'm allowing to come into my life will determine the outcomes in my life. Right. And that being mindful and intentional in the present moment can lead to positive outcomes in the future. That look at Gideon. He brought those soldiers down to the water. And those soldiers that knelt down to the water were so focused on refreshing that they didn't keep their head on a swivel. They didn't keep their head and said, I'm going to be mindful and intentional even in refreshing seasons now. So a lot of us, we can be so caught up in a dream state and we bow to the dream and we drink from the dream versus allowing the realities that's in scene that's outside of our dream, keeping our head on the swivel. Because if not, the things that we're not mindful of, the things that we're not intentional of, will cause us not to be a position to actually enjoy that there. Now, here are some common things that keeps us from being fully present or here and engaged in the current moment. Of course, you know your boy spells acronyms. So H-E-R-E. Number one thing that keeps us from being fully here which will hinder us from actually experiencing there or fulfilling our purposes there. Number one, habitual patterns. I wrote here, we often fall into habitual patterns or of behavior, thinking and feeling that can distract us from being fully present in the moment. Some of us, we have habitual patterns that's affecting how we behave. It's affecting how we think. It's affecting how we feel. See, your habits determine what happens. Your habits determine your happenings. And today, the habits here will determine what will happen there. Number two, external distractions. There are many external distractions that can take our attention away from the present moment, such as social media, emails, phone calls, and other notifications. That's why it's crazy how many notifications that has been bing, bing, bing in our hearts that we have not, that we have yet to check. But we're checking notifications from phones and from devices, etc. What is God trying to get you to notice? What are the notifications? Is God saying, hey, I want you to notice your daughter, man. <clears throat> I want you to notice, notice your wife. I want you to notice. Like, you got to be present to notice. And the Holy Spirit is so good at sending notifications of, hey, you see that little, per you see that over there? You see that person's mannerisms? You see that person's countenance? You like, But if I'm so focused on my devices, then how can I help people from their vices? Like, how can I be present enough to be that thermostat that can change the temperature in somebody else's life? So there are many external distractions that can take our attention away from the present moment, such as social media, emails, phone calls, notifications. What does God want you to notice? Notifications. He's like, Bing, I need you to focus on your child right now. Time is ticking. Focus on your parents. Time is ticking. Focus, focus, focus. Be here. Because what's the point of being focused on there, missing out on the people here, and then you lose connection to the people here, and those people here are not going to be there. I want all my people to be there with me. 
I want. I don't want my wife because I'm not here in present with her. She finds another man that's here for her. I don't got time for another man raising my daughter because I wasn't here and I was over there as somebody else is here doing things that I shouldn't have been when I should have been near to my family, my near to my here. You see what I'm saying? And there's one thing I, I want to add to that. I talk about in the book. I says it says that uh, you can't spell there without here, and you can't be here if you're unwilling to hear. I got to be able to, like the word of God says, I want it. God wants to be the voice behind you. Say, this is the way walk in it. <clears throat> in order to be here, you got to hear. <clears throat> I got to be sensitive enough to discern and hear what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I can't be so caught up in all these notifications, all these emails, social media, all that kind of stuff. That's keep me from hearing. This is the way to walk, Josh. Look at this. Look at that. Move this way. Move like that. Or. Another reason that, that keeps us from being here or fully present is regrets about the past. Regrets keeps us from being here. Dwelling on regrets or past mistakes can keep us stuck in the past and prevent us from fully engaging with the present. Regrets. Regrets will hinder you from getting. Regretting keeps you from getting. Like, I don't got time. To, listen, <clears throat> all that stuff is up under the blood. Listen, listen, if I repent from it, and, and God delivered me from it. I don't got time to be identified by something that should have died. I can't be caught up on identifying myself with things that's not identified with the things that God wants me to be identified with. So don't be allowing regrets to keep you from being here. And now you can't even be here as a good dad because you caught up in the first five years of you being a bad dad. Be a good dad now. Be a good mom now. Be a good friend now. Don't dwell in hell. Dwell in the well and you can bring wellness to other people's hells in their life. E, emotional turbulence is another reason why we're not willing to be here and fulfill our daily purposes here and be multi-purpose people to be able to serve the people here, right? Emotional turbulence, strong emotions such as fear, anxiety, and anger, and lust can be overwhelming and take our attention away from the present moment. Emotional turbulence. That's why you gotta listen. You like like triggers keep you from your figures. Like like triggers. Like if th if you're easily triggered, how can you count your figure your figures? Like, how can you figure out things? You see what I'm saying? Like like if you easily triggered, how can you figure out what God wants you to do? You gotta investigate your emotional attachments to people that you should have never allowed within the gates of your life. That's why you can't awaken love before it's time. That's the reason why you can't let nobody do and talk and, and engage and spend your time. Right? Because when you do that, then you create these emotional turbulences and then people can't even be comfortable in your presence because you're so easily triggered. What's triggering you? Because whatever is your trigger will hinder you from figuring out what you need to do now so you can actually have your there. Right? So when you talk about here, by recognizing these barriers to being present, we take steps to overcome them and increase our present moment and awareness. See, when you hear, you can actually listen. You can actually engage. You can actually really be on the same page with the loves of your life and your loved ones, right? Right? But when you're not, this we'll talk here. This can help us fully engage with the opportunities and experience that are available to us in the present moment. If it ain't available, then we shouldn't try to 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 to, to uh, engage. Whatever I'm trying to say. So, what's available to you right now? Right now, this video is available, 
And all these things in this video that's triggering thoughts inside of you, triggering uh, different things in you, you got to say, okay, God is using this video to make realities and make inward things available for you, for you to address them. Because whatever you do not address right now will undress you later. I'd rather be exposed in private than to be exposed in public. All right? And so this can help us fully engage the opportunities and experience that are available to us in the present moment and move towards our goals with greater clarity and intention. For those joining me right now, we're talking about there and here. We're talking about how you cannot spell there without here. And if you can't take care of the purposes here, you're not going to take care of the purposes there. The whole purpose of my book, Multipurpose, is the realization that we're all supposed to be multi-purpose people. Right now, right now, I have to, in this moment, fulfill multiple purposes. I cannot get so caught up on wondering what my purposes are. I can't get up so caught up on wondering when I'm going to fulfill my purpose at a high level. My purpose right now is to continuously fulfill my roles as a husband, my roles as a father, my roles as a teacher, my roles as a father figure, whatever it is, I'm supposed to be fulfilling those things right now. Because if I don't fulfill my role as a husband, as a father, as whatever it is that God wants me to fulfill right now, I will not be able to fulfill. The Bible talks about that you, uh, if a man can't take care of his own house, he definitely can't take care of the house of the Lord. So there's a lot of things that we got to think about. Hey, I got to look at all the things that I'm a purpose of that, that are my purposes daily because that will give you the strength and the experiences to be able to handle the purposes above. So that book and uh, we'll talk about the book and mastermind and their availability in my bio. But let's get we're going to talk real quickly and I'm going to be done. Make sure I got all these points here. Here are some points that spell out the word here that can help you maximize your present moment awareness and see the opportunities that lie in the now. Number one, H, have clear intentions. Clear intentions now. There's no cloudy days with days that God's made. God don't dwell in the clouds. God dwells in clear skies. So you can have clear eyes. You see what I'm saying? So what I mean by that, God doesn't God doesn't create days for you that are foggy. God doesn't create days that are cloudy. The days that God has made are clear. It is the clouds in our minds that's clouding our judgment. And we have to have clear intention. We have to be intentional. You see what I'm saying? We have to be intentional. <clears throat> it says here, set a clear intention for what you want to achieve or experience in the present moment. This can help you stay focused and attentive to your surroundings. You've got to have clear intentions that every day, that every single day, I'm going to be clear about what I want near. I'm going to be clear about what I want to disappear. I'm going to be clear about not being in fear. I'm going to be clear on how I engage with my peer. Like I'm going to be clear, intentional. And, and clarity comes from the word of God. That's what the Bible says. He's not the author of confusion. He's the author of clarity. Right? And so this can help us stay focused and attentive to our surroundings. Like you got to be present in the moment because the thing, the beautiful thing about the days that God makes it's that he hides things. We all play video games where we, we got to go find the treasure chest and we got to, you know, those Fortnite people, we got to find the guns and the gun is hidden in the tree and you jumping around and building these different uh, things and you find the, oh, look at this treasure chest. What's some guns in, in these trees, right? Or by the tree trunk, right? So every day has hidden treasures and that God is trying to order our steps to. And those things that we step into are shaping us to be the person that we need to be. And so when we're clear, 
Hey, God, hey, use me however you want to use me. Lead and guide me to all truth. I have clear intentions on what I want to experience. So what I'm clear about is that I only want to experience joy. <laughs> so the moment something comes in trying to rob my joy and rob my peace, I am clear that I'm not going to engage. When I'm in the page, I can determine what I can engage. When I'm in the word of God, I'm allowing that thing to shape and renew my mind. Then I'll know what I should engage in. Number two, because I'm preaching it. E, engage your senses. Engage them. See, we engage soulishly. Let me make it plain. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. We know this. We are a spirit. That's why the, Jesus says, my help, my father is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God is looking for true worshipers, those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. The reason why we're not, the reason why we're engaging our days wrong or poorly is because we're engaging through our senses with our soul and not our spirit. See, those who are not saved, those who do not have Jesus as Lord of their life and being sealed with and filled with the Holy Spirit, these individuals, and there's some babes and Christians and some seasoned Christians that fall themselves in the soulish category, <clears throat> but those individuals <clears throat> who, <clears throat> excuse me, who are not saved, right, they don't know how to behave because they have nothing in their haven that's doing some saving to change their behaving, right? So when we understand that, <clears throat> those who are whose spirit mans are darkened, or spirit mans are not being submitted to the spirit of God in them, then they start engaging through their soul. They start engaging through their soulish man. You heard this, that your spirit gives you God consciousness. Your soul gives you self-consciousness. Your, your body gives you world consciousness. My bodies make me conscious of the world. My soul makes me conscious of myself. My spirit man makes me conscious of God. And if my spirit man is not illuminated, if my spirit man is not willing to let the Holy Spirit fill the other compartments that I'm going to be led by my soul. Then if I'm led by my soul, I can't hold things long. Right. And so when it says engage with your senses, I got to allow my spirit man to, to, to be submitted to the spirit of God and be enlightened inside of your spirit. Right now, I talk about this in my book and I break it down. I also have a commentary that I have an audio commentary that's in the book through QR codes. And I talk about this in, in greater detail. But I talk about how in your spirit right now is your personality, your gifts, and your talents. Your gifts, talents, and personality is not in your soul. It's in your spirit. That's who you are. Once you, Your spirit is who you are, are authentically. In your spirit is your personality, your gifts, and your talents. That's not in your soul. Your soul holds your mind, will, and emotions, and those are compartmentalized into thoughts, memories, ideas, perspectives, knowledge, and, and uh, some other stuff that I forgot. Your emotions, right? That's in your soul realm, right? Your, your body realm holds your five senses. Your, your smell, taste, hear, hold, smell, taste, hear, touch, and uh, uh, see, right? When I allow my spirit, man, to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, see, the Holy Spirit lives in my spirit compartment. And he's renewing my soulish department. I got to allow him to fill every compartment of my soul so that when I reach through my body, I can hold. And so when it says engage your senses, it says use your sense to fully engage with your environment. Take notice of the lights, the sound, the smells and textures around you. Imagine that when the spirit of you has been fed 
man, that's why I said whatever leaves, whatever feed, whatever you feed most leaves most. So if I feed my soul most with these TV shows and music that had nothing to do with God and all these different things, then my soul will lead me. All it takes is a certain song and I'm emotionally over here. And all it takes is this seeing this person online. I'm emotionally over there because I'm, I'm, I feed my soul most. I feed my flesh whatever it wants. When you feed your body most, your body's going to start craving honey buns like it did for me at one point. But when you feed your spirit man most, and when you give your body three meals a day and you give your soul to it, you ain't nothing wrong with self-care. You give your soul about two meals and a snack, but you give your spirit man more than that. Then when your spirit man engages through your senses, then then what you'll begin to see, the sights, what you see is is greater detail. Your, the sights are clearer. You see what I'm saying? Uh, the sounds, you hear, you hear different sounds. You, you begin to see soundness in people and soundness in situations and begin to see, can this person be in my band? Because can, can, there's nothing worse than being a good guitarist, but the drummer's bad. You could be able to say, okay, you sound good. You can be in my band. My wife sounds good. Therefore, we got a band called Azzy Band. My baby girl, we gonna be put in the trend. She she she's a part of the band. See what I'm saying? We 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 making the band. No no uh no uh what's that man's name? I got Holy see Holy Spirit. Don't even say his name. I ain't gonna say his name. Now I know who making the band is. I don't forget. Then you will begin to see, uh, you begin to feel differently. You'll begin to see differently, hear differently, smell differently. All those things will be different because your spirit man is leading. Man, this is good. Get the book, y'all. The book and the commentary, powerful. Or reflect on your experiences. That's how you can be more here. Take time to reflect on your experiences and what you have learned. This can help you gain insight and wisdom that can inform your future choices. Powerful here. Reflect on your experiences. You know what I'm saying? Reflect and see what you can learn. One thing about me, my, it is installed in my mentality. This is what has been installed in my mentality. I never lose. I never lose. I only learn. Yes, it's on, yes, uh, my friend, Miss Joanna, it's on Amazon right now. Link in my description box. If you want the book, you can go to, that's YouTube. Link in my bio. If you want to go get the book right now, go in my bio. Hit that link. It's the first link. And also check out Fulfillment University. We'll talk about that. I have a community where you can be able to get in different parts of the community, like masterminds and master classes. And in that community, we, we're going to help you fulfill. Well done is the mission. That's the purpose of the shirt. WD, well done. And you're going to get uh, uh, coaching. You're going to get Q&As. You're going to get resources. You're going to get a lot just at the at the fundamental level of the uh, community. But if you want to go to greater levels and you want to be a part of my 12-month mastermind and master class where you'll be able to uh, come to Charlotte for two times out the year or wherever we want to go and really get deep in it. Or if you're an entrepreneur, a high-level uh, executive, you're like, man, I need some coaching on how to better be a multi-purpose. Yes, I got multiple portfolios making a lot of money, but I'm not being the father, husband, wife, etc. need to be. That's awesome. I link in my description in my bio as well. So you got to reflect on your experiences. Take time to reflect on your experiences and what you have learned. This can help you gain insights. Oh, you got it? Great. Uh, this can help you gain insights and wisdom that can inform your future. So when I reflect on my experience, I can learn because if you plan to earn, you got to plan to learn. E, last one I got to go. Embrace the moment. Give the moment a big hug. Just a kimmy moment. Mm -mm. Moment, how are you? 
Right now, I'm in my moment. Right now, this is the moment. I'm in and I'm present in this moment. Right? And then when I'm with my wife, I'm present in the moment. When I'm with my daughter, I'm present with the moment. When I'm with, with, with anyone, my loved ones, all the, I'm present in the moment. You have to be in the moment. Embrace it. Because the moments will determine how you spend the next moments, right? All right. Fully embrace the present moment regardless of whether it is pleasant or uncomfortable. Regardless, embrace it. Because all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Regardless of whether it's pleasant or uncomfortable, embrace the moment. I Listen, I'd rather embrace the pain so I can gain from the pain. If not, I'm just going to be lame in my pain, right? Accepting the moment as it is can help you move forward and make the most of the opportunities that are available to you. So as it is, embrace it. And as you embrace it, shed those tears in that moment. Laugh in that moment. Reflect in that moment. Punch a pillow in that moment. And embrace the painful moment. Vent to God in the moment. Because when you maximize and embrace the moments, then you will begin to see God's presence in the moment. And then it will boost you for the next moment. So I hope this right here has encouraged you on being here and fulfilling your daily purposes. And being here in the moment. There is hinged upon what you do here. Tonight, I want you to get a sheet of paper. I want you to write down all the things you want over there. <laughs> over there, wherever there is, 20 years from now there, 15 years from now there, 10 years from now there. And I want you to write down all the things you want to happen there. For example, for me, I want to be 70 years old and my house filled with my loved ones. I don't want my kids to be like, Dad, I'll catch you on Father's Day. I don't want my wife to be like she's always out the house. I want my nieces and nephews, my family, all the kids uh, uh, that, that, that I've made and, and the, the kid I father figure and the kids that I take, whatever it is, I want to be able to say, hey, hey, they, my, I want my dare to be filled with family. I don't want to be on my, my uh, latter years and, and, and not surrounded by those that I desire to be near. That's my dare. My dare is generational wealth, being in a position where we can go wherever we want, etc. Whatever there is for you, I want you to write that there. Everything over there that you dream and you see. And then I want you to look in your here and say, what are the habits that I have to change? What are the distractions that I have to remove? What are the regrets that I have to get over? What are the emotional connections that I have to let go of? And when you do that, you will see the beauty of here. Whether if it doesn't matter how unpleasant your singleness is, you will embrace your singleness. No matter how unpleasant your marriage is right now, you will you will embrace it. No matter how unpleasant, wherever you are now, you will begin to smell the pleasantness of God that can make any unpleasant situation pleasant. They, the Bible says they fed them on green grass in the desert. So no matter what desert you're in, God can bring up plush, comfortable grass and keep you fed and keep you warm, etc. So hope this is a blessing to you. Link in my bio for my book, Multipurpose. I don't even think I showed it to you. My book, Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your Purposes in Life. This book, we talk about a lot of different things real quickly. I'll kind of share with you. We talk about how purpose is all around you. Purpose is all around you. So when I know that purpose all around me, then I can be purposeful in the moment. In the book, we have uh, some uh, table of contents. We got uh, understanding multi-purpose. We talk about page 17. What does God have to say about purpose? 
25, your purpose is to be present. Uh, not verse 32, but page 32, versatility and how to read the rooms. Uh, thir page 36, we talk about being uh, daily filled for daily filling. We talk about how being filled with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill every room of our heart can have us play the parts that we need to play in every day. We talk about the power of today. We talk about reasons and seasons. We talk about sonship and what it means to be a child of God and how it helps us to be multi-purpose people. We talk about the daily purposes that we have to make sure we do in order to fulfill our purposes in life. We talk about 10 things that we have to do to become a multi-purpose person, which is to get to know God personally. Get to number, number two, get to know yourself personally. Number three, determine your purpose in life. Number four, define your purpose pieces. Number six, practice being present. Number seven, update your perspectives. Number eight, resolve and remove. I think I skipped it some numbers. Next, embrace patience. Next, letting go of the past. Progression over perfection and profits and returns. And we also have 30-day challenges. I believe we have, let me see if I can find it. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 challenges. We got challenges for singles, courting couples, family men, husbands, fathers, wives, mothers, teens, scriptures for women, challenge for the uh, scriptures for men, careers, proverb challenge, entrepreneur challenge, wealth builders challenge, health challenge, married couples challenge, and I don't know what that is. Creative, creatives and influencers challenge. And what's cool about these challenges is every day I challenge you to do something. For instance, challenge for singles. We have challenges here that, that encompasses the whole, the whole single. And we actually got an area where you circle every circle that pertains to that challenge you did and you reflect on it. So the first challenge is called week one is spiritual practices. Week two is personal development. Week three is social engagement. Week four is faith and relationships. So all these challenges will get you to really practice what it means to be a multi-purpose person. Also, make sure you check out Fulfillment University. We start on Monday. Um, so I'm giving people time to get in and then we're going to have the worksheets released on Monday. We're going to have the audios released on Monday. We're going to have a live Q&A, a little bit more engaging uh, live Q&A. And, and there's going to be some challenges. It's going to be a lot of good work so that you can feel the, fulfill the work of God so that you can position yourself to one day here. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I love you all. I better get up off this thing. I already went on YouTube for 30 minutes and I don't even know how. I wish uh, YouTube, not YouTube, Instagram tell you how long you've been on. But it's all good. Love you all. Gotta go. Oh, let me wave at some people. Let me. So I'm so sorry. Some of y'all might even be gone. Let me see if there's any questions. And whatever you do, whatever you do not address, we'll undress you. That's real. I don't see no questions. I got a lot of my students in here. Okay, family in here. Good, 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 good. Okay, let me scroll down. See if there's any questions. If you want to join me face to face, you can. If you got a question, I got time for maybe one or two questions. Then I'm gonna get up off here. I was looking for my phone and my phone in my face. That's funny. So I'm going to give about 30 seconds to see if anybody want anything that I said today or anything else that you want to have a question. I give room for two questions and I'm going to get up out of here and go to the gym or something like that. So you can actually, if you want to join me face to face, you want to, hey, I want to, I want to talk to coach face to face. I got a question for him face to face. So you can type your question in or you can write your question in the little question uh, thing there. So let me give you all an opportunity, maybe. When that turns, when that, oh, oh, here we go. How do you know when a relationship is over, over? Great. You know a relationship is over, over when that person moved on or it's over because God closed that door. It's over because of the closure. 
Like sometimes people want closure from the individual to see if it's over. Sometimes God's closure is the closure. Sometimes God's closing the door is the closure, right? That's what I talk about Noah. The reason why Noah wasn't responsible for closing the ark. See, the thing about Noah is, it's funny, God made Noah do all the work. And the last thing that God, the last work that was done was God closing the door. Why do you think God closed the door? Because Noah would have been too nice. Imagine hearing all the screams as the boat is uh, it's going up on the water and you hear the cries of the people. Noah's heart of compassion would have let a few of those jokers in and they, we wouldn't have had cows right They would have ate the cows. We wouldn't have half the food we had because them, them fools would have ate all the food. So God closed the door and there's nothing you can do. And if you do do it, you'll be out of the will of God and you'll find yourself in trouble. So you know relationship is over, over when that person's moved on. You know it's over, over when you realize and when you turn actually in that uh, uh, in that uh, relationship and you'll be like, oh, it has to be over because, man, I can't turn that over again. I can't do that over again because then you'll know it's over. Now you got to assess why you have to get over it. You see what I'm saying? So you know relationship over when you know that person has moved on. You know relationship's over when you know that it should be over because what has been overdone, Right. And you know it's over when you know that God closed the door. And, and you have to look at the facts over the feelings. The reason why the enemy wants us to engage relationally with people because of the emotions and engage relationship with people and allow our love to be awakened before it's time so that it will waste time. When you waken a love before it's time, it wastes time. When it wastes time, then it causes intertwining. And then when you're intertwining, then it sets you up to be to be whining, right? And crying, right? And denying, right? And then all of a sudden now, the, the reasons why it should be over is plain as day. But your feelings in the way. <clears throat> Hope they help. My cousin says, how to know exactly what God has in my hair? Great question. You have to draw near to see what he has here for you. So you know exactly by drawing. It's a supernatural discernment that occurs the more we develop, uh, go deeper in our relationship with God. So the more I'm deeper, the more the more I'm engaged with him, the more I'm making time to be with him, the more I'll know exactly what's from him, right? <clears throat> So now look at your hair right now. Look in every right now in your hair. <clears throat> I want you to write down everything near. In your hair, I need you to write down everything near. I want you to write down everything that should disappear. I want you to write down all of your fears. I want you to write down anything that rhymes with here. <laughs> I'm just joking. What's here? Look at your family members, look at your friends, look at your habits, look at your TV shows, look at your songs you listen to, look at everything that's within your ecosystem of here, right? And then begin to assess through the best to see what should be in your life at all. Then you'll be able to say, okay, yeah, that's my family, but they shouldn't be here. They may be here within my life, but they shouldn't be here. There's multiple here's. There's here, there's here, and then there's here. We got a lot of things here that ain't even here no more. Man, that's powerful. I ain't even, I should have put this in the book. See, that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. Revelation just keeps revelating. <laughs> so right now, so the man, I'm not talking about you, but people who've dated somebody, they're no longer near, but they here. They no longer near, but they here. And it's keeping you from being here. So you got to look at some things and say, okay, what do I have here? What do I have here? What do I have near that needs to disappear? What kind of fear do I have here that needs to disappear? What peer do I have here that needs to disappear? I'm going to look up some other words around me. I'm going to roll. Give me one second. Words. Hold on. Words that rhyme with 
Uh-oh, see, some with, with here. Let's see what they talk. Uh-oh. Yep. Oh, 96. I ain't going to rhyme through all these. What's, what, what needs to appear? Like, you got to say, okay, in my here, I got to see clear. I got to see what's near. I got to see what I need to appear. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go through all that. But you see what I'm saying? You get the gist. And so when you assess all your hears, it's hard to assess all your hears if you're not taking time to hear. And it's hard to take time to hear if you're not drawing near. So I hope that helps. Hope that helps. Please let me know if you have, need me to kind of um, talk a little bit more about it. Miss Joanna says, how to deal with wanting to level up and move forward, but with full conscience of all that you have to leave behind, like family members, friendships, etc. Great question. Oh, you got it, cousin? Good, good. How to deal with wanting to level up and move forward. Listen, leveling up is going to cause you to leave people. And you have to love the level you're going to more than the, not the people, but more than the habits, behaviors, mentalities of the people at the lower level. See, you can level up and not leave the people. But the people may leave you because you leveled up. Right? You have to level up to see who even appreciated you on their level. Right? If you don't level up, you will never see who really wants to uh, 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 up with you. Right? So how do I deal with wanting to level up and move forward, but... But with full conscience of all that you have to leave behind. Well, you have to look ahead. If you keep looking behind, you will waste time. But if you look ahead, then you can truly uh, uh, get to that place. So what, right now, I want you to write a sheet of paper. All the stuff that's up ahead. All the stuff on the next level. Right? Because if, you focus, if you're trying to go to the next level and you're wasting time worrying about what's on the last level, then you're not taking time to prepare for the next level. And then you will lose the next level because you leveled up worrying about the level below. And then you didn't take time to level up in every aspect to actually enjoy what's there. Because how do you, any, any place up is going to be better than what's down. Right. So you got to get into your consciousness and say, OK, why do I feel a, a fear of leaving behind family members and friends? Listen, is it because you're afraid of being alone? Is it afraid because of the unknown? The two things that keeps us from leveling up is the fear of being alone and the fear of the unknown. Right. And so the fear of the unknown says, OK, how will I have friends there? Will I have family there? God takes care of there. We take care of here. If we trust, if we know that God's a good God and we believe that he has what's best for us, then we will level up to what's best for us. And whatever is not best for us, that's seasonal. Look at Jesus. Jesus' mom and brother showed up. Jesus out there doing miracles, doing his thing. One disciple said, yo, Jesus, your mama, your mama, your brother here. Jesus, knowing the vibes, was like, they vibes off. I felt they vibe yesterday. <laughs> Jesus was like, man, I knew, because I, him being all knowing, he's like, my, like, my mom and brother gonna come with them vibes tomorrow, so I'm, you know what I'm saying, whoop, 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 right? Then the, then the mom, obviously, if you understand context, the mom and the brother felt a certain type of way about the way he's been moving, and so they was embarrassed by it, and then Jesus said, who's my mother? Who's my brother? Jesus said, listen, if you're not on what I'm on, you're not my mother, you're not my brother, you're not my sister no more. See, if a mother smothers, she ain't a mother. If a father can't help you go father, he's not a father. And so the moment they're not operating within their roles, they no longer should roll up or keep you from leveling up to where you got to go. 
Okay, last question. Oh, the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid got a question. And then I'm up out of here. How do you get past temptations while trying to level up? Great question. You see, the Bible says when we're tempted, we're tempted by our own lust and drawn away. So in order to get past temptations, we got to get, we got to remove the taintedness inside of us that's trying to connect to the temptations. See, you can't overcome temptations if you haven't eliminated what's inside of you that wants to lure you to the temptations. So now you got to look at your triggers. You got to look at your voice. You got to look at those different things in your life that's causing you to be tempted by those different things. So the Bible talks about when we're tempted, we're tempted by our own lust, meaning that there's lust inside of us. In overbearing desires inside of us will cause us to be connected to temptations outside of us. We have to have proper desires. So, for instance, an overbearing desire to be loved will cause you to be tempted by counterfeit loves. An overbearing desire to have friends will cause you to be tempted to be with the wrong friends. An overbearing desire to not be alone will help you be alongside a boy that you shouldn't be alongside with. So you have to allow the word of God, the relationship of God to dilute those desires to an alkaline state where it's no longer acidic, causing you not to cause you to be easily tempted with the things outside you. So it always starts within and it starts with having a conversation with God and say, God, what inside of me is overbearing, causing me to be tempted by these different things? So write on a sheet of paper. Here are some things I want you to do. Write on a sheet of paper everything that's tempting you. Write on a sheet of paper everything that's tempting you. And I want you to write up under every temptation what inside of you is drawing you to that. The temptation is a clue of the taint. The tempt is the is connected to the taint. Devils, demons are not going to waste time tempting you in errors that ain't tailored to you. The Bible says when you tempt it, you tempt it by your own lust and you tempt it by things that's tailored to you. See, a soup tailored to me would be too big for you. A soup tailored to you would be too small for me. So the enemy is not going to seem together a dress or seem together an outfit that's not tailored to me. He's going to look at your past. They're going to look at your shortcomings. They're going to look at your voice. They're going to look at your insecurities. They're going to look at all your desires and then go out there and go shopping and bring these tempting things that's tailored to you that has a 90 plus percent chance. To get you to fall to it because they know most people don't take the time to spend the time with God to build themselves up in the meantime. So when they're tempted by something, it's no longer a temptation, it's a test. I'll talk about this and I'm done. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in the garden. Ooh, he wasn't tested. The Bible didn't say that he was tested by the devil. The Bible says he was tempted because everything the devil tempted him with was tailored to him. He said, Jesus, turn the stone to bread. It was tempting to him because he was the bread of life. Oh, my God. He took him to a high place. I'm, the, the children got me preaching now. The kids got me preaching right now. He took him to a high place and say, reveal yourself. Jump off this mountain so people can see the thousands upon thousands of angels to rescue you. And you'll be king today if people see you in that state. That was tempted. That's tempting him because he wished above all that, that all would be saved. So, of course, he would love to reveal himself to everyone. But the revealing himself in that state to everyone and not revealing himself on a cross to everyone would not help people cross over from death to life. He also tempted him to bow down to him 
And the devil showed him all the kingdoms. The devil showed him Chicago. The devil showed him New York. The devil showed him Singapore. The devil showed him Lagos. The devil showed him London. The devil showed him uh, Johannesburg. The devil showed him uh, 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 Dallas, Texas. God, the devil showed him uh, uh, Las Vegas. He showed him Los Angeles and said, I'll give him all to you if you bow down to me. He says, man, listen, that was tempting to him not to bow down to Satan, but he was already king of kings. He was already going to reveal himself. He was already the bread of life. So those things was tempting him, tempting to him because it was tailored to him. See, you can't be tempted with something that ain't in you. And so you got to say, okay, I, I would do that homework. I told you, write down all your temptations and write down all of the voids, the insecurities, all the fears that are positioning you to be easily tempted by those different things. And when you begin to... Um, uh, uh, allow the word and allow spending time with God to elevate your perspective and renew your mind, then you'll look at that thing and be like, I don't even want, like for instance, look at me. Do you know I couldn't leave a gas station? I couldn't leave a 7-Eleven without getting two honey buns? Do you know there was a time in my life that I couldn't leave, I couldn't pass by Bojangles without about to get into a wreck to get into that drive through I can pass, like my nieces and nephews, at one day out of every week, I take them to Bojangles in the morning. The same Bojangles with them cinnamon biscuits. The same Bojangles with the, well, I, don't really, I don't really rock with the uh, Cajun filet. But man, the same Bojangles with, with the two-piece and two sides. The same Bojangles. Now, I don't even want to go inside. What was once a temptation, I could easily drive by now. Cause I have a different perspective about Bojangles. I got a different perspective about those honey buns. I know they're not going to have me be around my hun, my, my, my wife and them. I ain't going to be able to be. So I have a different perspective. When your mind is renewed, it ruins the effectiveness of the temptation. Hope to help. Love y'all. Gotta go. Thank y'all so much for, for joining me. Check out the link in my bio for my newest book. For those just joining me right now, multi-purpose, how to find and fulfill your purpose in life. Check out and see if there's any opportunity uh, for you on Fulfillment University. If there's something that you like, hey, I want to be a part of that, let's work and let's build. I love you all. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.